I worship you now. 
Be reading from the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. And it reads Once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we have done. But because of his mercy, he washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Amen. 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 Let us prepare our hearts for a time of prayer. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your salvation, your grace, and your mercy. 
Father, fill us up right now with you, your presence. Lord, we come confessing, Lord, our sins to you, O God. Acknowledging, Lord, that it's by your grace and your mercy we made it this far. Father, forgive us for our hearts and our pride and our ego. May we surrender to you right now, Almighty God, and let you have down the way. That we will move, Lord, what is not like you, and you will replace you with more of you in our lives. Bless us, Lord, as we prepare to open up your word. We open up our hearts, receive your truth, to have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you, and that we might see Jesus. Father, move in this place, we pray. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 As we prepare to look in our text, we again uh, thank you, Pastor Price, for reading our text uh, for this morning, coming from uh, Titus, the third chapter, looking at verses uh, 3 to verses 8. We're going to talk about the subject matter right in his sight, uh, talking about how we all want to be accepted. It's good to be welcome into the crowd. It's good to be welcome by those who see you and affirm you for who you are. But also, it's good to know that those who we value also value us. And there's no greater value that can come to us than from the one who created us, the one who formed us, the one who shaped us. And that is God, our Father. God created us for his glory and for his purpose. We are created to worship and we're created to serve him. And because of that, God also understands because of the nature in us that we are sin-wrecked and infallible, that he had to provide a way that we could be right and have a right relationship with him. And so thinking about this, as Paul is writing this letter to, to the church in Crete, to Titus, the leader, the pastor there, this personal letter to exhort and to encourage the church and the leader to walk a life of righteousness in the sight of God. We will look at the end of this letter where Paul gives these final exhortations to Titus to preach to the church in Crete. And so in this process, in view of the understanding of the redemption and the salvation and the walk with God, you can see how Paul's trying to bring them up to remember that your value, your true value, is found in God. So walk out that value, walk out that purpose, walk out that you know, salvation, your grace, and your mercy with humility, submitting to the will of God. And then also he's trying to point out to them that sometimes we forget that we've been saved a long time. We might forget how we were once lost and needed of redemption. So look how verse 3 in New Living Translation, Paul kind of reminds in this exhortation. So once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy and we hated each other. Now think about it. He says the times we did not have it all together. Sometimes we act like we got it all together because we worked hard to get where we are. But if we could be true and honest with ourselves, there's some times in lives that we didn't have it all together. Paul did not exclude himself. He said we. He put himself in there saying we. And so we think about it for a moment that how the church should be a place for all people to come to receive help, 
uh, for their lives, that when someone walks in, you don't look down upon them, but you look at them with, with commonality and ground and consensus of saying that I too been where you've been, that, that none of us here are perfect, none of us here are righteous on our own, but by God's grace. And so when we look at it, we can look and say, I remember the times when I did foolish and disobedient things and I was misled and I was running wild and doing things that were causing harm and pain into my life. But thanks be to God that he has blessed me to know and learn and grow. And that's the situation here that Paul's trying to remind us that you didn't have it all together when you first came here. Let us not forget that we too were lost and, and sin and, and doing foolish things. And Psalm 14 1 helps us to understand what it means by being a fool. Not necessarily a fool is one as a buffoon or there's not nowhere, but more specifically a fool is one that does not believe in God. Psalm 14 1 says only fool says in their hearts there is no God. They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. Proverbs 1 and 7 tells us, for the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And so when we were living foolishly, we were no longer living, we were not li living for God, but we were living for ourselves. You we weren't following the word of God. We weren't seeking righteousness. We were seeking the things that are good, that are just, that brings please and glory and honor unto God our Father. But we were doing things that would satisfy our own selfish lust and our own selfish desire. And so we too were foolish and disobedient, misled, and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of envy, and we hated each other. And when we think about this hated part, Jesus teaches that we are not worthy to be his disciples unless we hate our mother, our father, our brother, our sister, even our own life. Basically saying that in order for us to serve him, we must love him more than we love anything else. We, we can sing it um, on songs on Sunday and how we love Jesus more than anything else, but yet come Monday through Friday, we're only thinking about ourselves. And yet this is the humility we have to remind ourselves each and every morning we wake up by God's grace that I submit and surrender to the will of God. Not giving in to my own evil lusts and desires, but surrendering my whole heart, my whole being before the Lord. Remembering where he brought me from. Remember how he delivered me. Remember how he saved me. So fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So again, this foolish aspect, like we must surrender to God. We must surrender to God. And when we surrender to God, we are now no longer foolish. But now we're seeking wisdom. We're seeking righteousness because wisdom comes from God. And so we don't want to be fools, as biblical texts express, ones who do not believe in God and do, and do not follow in his ways. But we want to trust in God and be obedient. Therefore, we must stay in God's word to know his word. Daily reading of God's word to impact our hearts with his truth. God's word will lead us and guide us to pray and to seek his will. For we want better understanding of his will and what he calls us to do. The word of God reminds us of his righteousness, of his holiness and the calling on our, on our lives. It also shows us that we are no longer slaves to our lusts and our desires. That we are no longer to walk in wickedness and evil and darkness, but in righteousness and the light. Because God is light and we want to walk in the light. 
And so when we understand the word of God and it pierces our hearts, right, it reminds us where we came from. It reminds us when we were lost. It reminds us where we were enslaved. It reminds us where we were bound. It reminds us where we were in depressed. It reminds us where we did not have it the way we like it. But now that we got it all together, those who know Christ and call on Jesus, we find that our, our lives are better. It's not perfect, but it's getting better. But we know this thing, that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And this gives us our hope. This gives us our strength to make it from day to day. And we know this because God stepped into our lives when we were in law, we were in darkness. We were living in sin lost. But God stepped in. That's why I like verse four point out, but God. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love. God revealing his kindness and love to us also is revealing basically his character, his conduct, and who he is. God is love. And since he loves us because he made us for his glory, he does nothing but show us his love. When we were lost in our sin, God revealed his love to us. Here's the situation. We did not do anything to carry his favor. We did not do anything to make him look at us. He was already looking at us. Mm. Because he loves us, he was already concerned about our well-being, even when we had nothing to offer him. Think about how we're in relationships with people oftentimes related to our reciprocity, right? I give to people and they give back to me. But once my friend is not unable to satisfy or give back to me, my relationship may change with that friend. Some of us have those friends, as long as you got money, I'm your friend. But when you broke, lose my number. We know some people like that that are only around when things are good, but when things get harder, I got something else to do, right? You got those friends that no matter when you move, they show up with the truck. You got some friends that when it's time to move, they are busy, booked, and unable to be reached. We know people that are only there when they can get something, but yet we had nothing to give to our God, and yet he freely gives us his love, his grace, and his mercy. God showed it to us when we were still rebellious. When we're still acting reckless, when we're still being disobedient, obeying the lust of our flesh, God revealed his love to us. Now think about the revelation of God. He reveals himself through his creation. We know who he is through the earth, through the skies, the moons and the stars and the wonders of this world. We see how magnificent, how awesome he is. Even just looking at the own biology of our body, we are impressed with the electricity that goes through our body working on our heart. It's amazing when you think about the interesting about our body, how science and medicine is still figuring out. And yet our God created this. And then we are revealed to God through his word. We understand his conduct, his character, his purpose, his will for our lives in his written word that we ought to be daily reading, daily meditating on and seeking prayer, seeking him through prayer and interceding for our brothers and sisters in Christ. In the awesome revelation of our God, he revealed his, uh, 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 himself to us through the son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God showed love towards man. And this, this word love in this text here is also the, where we get the word of philanthropy. And so he's using the word of filial of brotherly love, but this word philanthropia is here used as a word that describes love for all humans to do well. And so think about it. All God is the best philanthropist there. He is always given for the benefit of his people. And God showed his desire for us because how much he loves us. He wanted us to no longer be sinners living in wretchedness and 
ungratefulness, which we were, but yet he saved us in it. Think about that song we sing, Amazing Grace, it saved a wretch like me, right? If you look up that word wretch, you're going to find that someone is helpless, ungrateful, and so you like, that's too many words on you, I have to go back to wretch. To understand that we were unable to rescue ourselves, God stepped in and saved us. The beauty of God's love for us speaks of the great quality of God's care. Knowing who God is, because God has revealed himself in his word and in his son, we can praise the Lord for his faithfulness towards us, even in the midst of our sin sickness. Lamentations 3, 22 and 24 teaches us the glory of our awesome, amazing God's character. It reads this way with New Living Translation, Lamentations 3rd chapter, verses 22 to 24. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. We worship the Lord because of his mercies. Because his mercies basically giving, relenting and not giving us what we do deserve. He deserve, we deserve, the way to sin is death. We deserve death. We deserve punishment. We deserve penalty. But the grace of God is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus. So let us place our hope in the Lord to show us our brighter future ahead. Who's called us because of his love to walk in faithfulness and walk in the mercy of God and to know God's grace and to know how he loves us. And here's again the, the revelation of this love that God revealed to us that when we were not walking with him, we were not living for him, but God revealed his love to us. Verse 5 says in Titus the third chapter says he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth, a new life through the Holy Spirit. God's love towards us led us to the ultimate action he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Because we can never work our way into heaven. God had pity on us because we could never make it on our own. And so he met our need. He satisfied himself with himself. He saved us through washing us and the rebirthing and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Only we get this through Jesus Christ. The washing, the rebirth. We are born again. Now, Jesus says to Nicodemus, right, you must be born again. And, and so in order for us to know this new life, to be right in God's sight, it's only through Christ who says, I am the way, the truth. And the life, no man gets to the Father, but through me. And so when we are born again, when we confess our sins before God, we acknowledge that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We invite him to come into our heart, which means we invite him to become leader of our lives. That we're no longer leaving for ourselves, but we're doing everything that brings glory and honor unto God. Once we accept Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins and we celebrate baptism and, and the showing the, the, the hour washing and the inward renewing of us and we receiving of this Holy Spirit that God freely gives to all who call on the name of the Lord is now working in us and through us, renewing us, changing us. When we read on Lamentation, every morning we wake up, we are blessed with new mercies. That God is constantly renewing us, reforming us, helping us to grow. Because if we remember right, we didn't always have it all together. We still have some remnants. We still have some issues because we still are in our sin, sick flesh, which will never satisfy God. That's why we got to daily, habitually practice to pray, 
to study in God's word and walk out our faith according to his will so that we can grow and be all that God's calling us to be. Because as we're allowing the Holy Spirit work in us, it's like sharpening us. It's kind of smoothing us out. It's getting rid of those rough edges and helping us that we were doing things less than what we used to do. We're not, not, we're not going to allow the lust of our flesh, the wickedness of our tongue, the haughtiness of our eyes, the, the stickiness of our fingers, things that we will be doing back in the dark. We will stop doing because we understand that does not bring glory and honor unto God because he's renewing us. He's changing us. And so our, our, perspective, our perspective is changing just as we want to be seen as God sees us. Renewing us is changing us and replacing us the evil with righteousness. So no longer am I looking to be fed what only feeds my flesh, but I also must feed my spirit. I also must be thirsting after righteousness and, and realize that God will fill me up. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And so pleasing God and seeing God as God has revealed his son to us, we find this in this word. The son of God is God's action through Jesus. We are saved not by ourselves, but because of Christ. We are made righteous because of the work, the righteous work of Jesus, because of his mercy. There is nothing we can do to become righteous in God's view. The, the law had them make sacrifices daily before God to atone for their sins. And they daily had to do this. And even after every seven years, they would do a great sacrifice that would be a remission for sins for everybody and they release the scapegoat into the wilderness. But guess what? Tomorrow they will make another sacrifice because they know they are going to sin. And yet they understand because of their habitual and not being able to be righteous before God, no matter what they did, no matter what they said, nothing on their own was only going, was going to be good enough. God prepared the perfect sacrifice in Jesus Christ being the son of God. That help us to remind us what love looks like. And so when we see his love, that his righteousness, his, his unselfish living that Christ did for us. Jesus washed away our sins on the cross. He satisfied the debt with God. Jesus paid it all. That's why we're really seeing that song. Jesus paid it all and all to him. Our old sin has left a crimson stain. He washed me white as snow. And so now that we are a new creation in Christ, powered by the Holy Spirit, we start seeing changes happening in our life because of this regeneration. That no longer do we lie like we used to lie. I know, know y'all quiet on me. It's all right. You have to tell it yourself. But you know, you, at the time that you back in the day when you could lie, you didn't feel guilty about it. But now that you know Christ, you lie. You start realizing that that was wrong. Let me let me correct what I'm saying. And sometimes you're not even lying. You were just wrong. You made a mistake, but you felt so shame, so guilty. When you found out the truth, you wanted to correct it. That's just God working in us to be men and women of integrity and honesty. That ethically, that's why it's such a trouble right now that some people just can't believe people. Right? They always want valid proof. You can't tell me something, and I got to see it for myself. It's, we live in a time that we are skeptical of people because we live in a dark, wicked world. But yet, when God says something, it is true. Why? Because God is true. So if God says something, we know it's right. And so when we are walking in obedience of God, we too want to do what's true. So that's why if he say something even wrong, we want to correct it because our God is right. We want to be right. Things that we know we do, we, we, our conscience gets to us. Our conscience, it confirms what we've already done. See, our conscience lets us know, you did something right, you feel good about it. 
You do something wrong, you kind of like, you know you did something wrong, you feel bad about it. It just confirms what we know. We need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit so that it, we won't do the right action so it will be well with my soul. I'm going to talk with somebody that when it's well with my soul, I know I did what God's called me to do. Because the Holy Spirit's going to lead me in the right direction. And so therefore, I will speak in love. I will be able to hold my tongue, even though I want to tell somebody off, and i got a right to tell them off, but yet the Bible tells me that you're not right. <laughs> oh, I, I was at a few more witnesses here. See, sometimes we get caught up that we want to be right, and we still going to be wrong. But yet when we can humble ourselves like Christ, that he died on the cross, and then it, it was right for him to die on the cross, but it was wrong. <laughs> Why was it wrong? He was innocent. But because of us, he took our place on the cross. Do you understand humility of understanding that I don't have to be right here when I'm going to be right over there. I want to be right in God's sight more than I want to be right with man. And so when we are standing on his promises, standing on his truth, that is the energy, that is the strength that's going to help us to see us through. We are made right so that we can see God as God sees us. Titus 3 and 6 and 8 says, He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight. And gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to insist on these teachings. So that all who trust in God will devote themselves in doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. See, we want to be right with God because God is always right. And we are only right by God, not because of what we have done, but what he has already done. 2,000 years ago on Calvary to die on a wretch like for you and me. That he set us free from the bondage of sin so that we can walk with confidence in his righteousness. No longer do we need to bend over because somebody else might be offended because how good our God is. It's amazing how some people just don't want to be loved. But we want to love them anyhow. We have people that will curse you out because they don't want to be loved. We have people that will be mean to you just because they don't want to be loved. Y'all y'all know those people that are just mean, they're upset because somebody's hurt them. They don't want somebody to come back in and hurt them again. But yet you can let them know that our love of our God will never fail. He will never let you down. God's perfect love casts out all fear. That when you understand how good God is and how pleasant he is, you want to be in his presence. And you can remind them, say, I've been where you've been. I've been let down. I've, I've been broken. I've, I've been beaten. I've, I've been bruised. But because of Jesus, he stepped in at the right time. I know the power of God moving in my life. Now, I may look like I got it all together, but I'm still a work in progress. God is still working on me, in me, and through me. And I'm not who I should be, but thank God I'm not who I used to be. And I'm glory to be to God. I'm looking forward to who I'm going to be because he's coming back. He's going to take us into glory. So I'm going to be okay down here knowing everything down here is going to pass away. So don't get caught up with all the glitter and the gold, all the bling, all the ice, all those things that look cool and nice in this place. They soon will be destroyed. Fire is going to come and they will not withstand. But those who know Jesus, they're going to be all right. And so when we understand that I got to walk on this earthly journey, I must understand I got to walk with him. Walk with me, Lord, 
walk with me. And as we're walking, I understand that he's going to help me to grow and mature because it's a daily journey of regeneration, of being renewed, of being refreshed. Just as we've been taught dealing with the pandemic of COVID-19, right, to constantly wash your hands. So, well, I want to encourage you that you're going to wash your hands. They made a toss to the sing a song of account, but you could also sing a song of saying, walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. While I'm on this, see this journey. Walk with me. Wash your hands and realize as you're washing your hands, Lord, I need to wash me on the inside. Cleanse my thoughts. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse my tongue. Help me, Almighty God. I, I guarantee that if you start praying just a little bit more as the time you walk into that bathroom, you're going to change your heart. You're going to change your attitude. Realize that's God working in me. But you got to make the decision of humbling yourself and submitting to Lord, I want your will to be done. Because I guarantee that when we allow God to have his way, then you're going to have peace. He says he'll give you Perfect peace, those who keep their minds, stay on him. And so you want to be right in his sight. Know this, God already sees you. He already knows you. He's already placed value on you. Here's the beautiful thing about this, is that he already has you picked out. He's chosen you. Don't, don't look to somebody else to validate who you are. Just go to God the Father who created you and say, Lord, thank you for making And here's the beautiful thing. He knows you for all your good things and all your not-so-good things. He loves you anyhow. That's why Christ died on the cross for your sins. So that when God looks at you, he no longer sees your problem. He no longer sees your disappointments. He no longer sees you with how evidence will see you, how to call you no good or let down, good for nothing. But God sees you as his child. And when he sees you as his child, he sees you as a co-heir. Because when you call on Jesus Christ, the, the Son of God, to become your Lord and Savior, no longer you become a slave, but you become a friend to walk with him, to reign with him, to be with him forever and ever. So don't let somebody else give you value. But say, Lord, I want to be right in your sight. And one way again is to be in his word. To pray daily. Read daily. And constantly remind yourself to walk with the one who calls you his friend. Who died on the cross for your sins. And knowing that as you are walking in his sight, as he has his eyes on you because you're walking in the light, now you are right with God. And being right with God is not because you are good enough, not because you did it just right, but because God's righteousness, his unfailing love. The psalmist says that God's unfailing love, basically means his, his love never fails. You look through the psalm, you can see that his, his failing, his unfailing love means that his love never, he is faithful. And since our God is faithful, let us learn to be faithful to his word by humbling ourselves in his presence so that we can freely receive what he generously gives to us. Verse 6, says, he generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So let us walk in the fullness of the Spirit. Because of his grace, we have been made right. God's saving grace. God's saving grace was Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. God's saving grace was Jesus taking our penalty on the cross and being buried in the grave. God's grace was us being redeemed from death by Jesus rising from the grave on the third day. Our grace is that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. Our grace is that we no longer will know death, but we'll know eternal life through the life and the resurrection of Christ. So let us be right with God. Let us seek after God and realize only in his sight. So therefore, let us be in his sight. Let us walk in the light. 
Let us walk in obedience. Let us walk in his grace. Let us walk in his mercy. And know that our value is found in him. In, in Jesus' name, be faithful. Let us pray. Mighty God, we just thank you for how we find our value and our purpose in you. So, Lord, may we walk in obedience according to your will. May we walk in your sight and surrender to you. Lord, there might be someone who does not know Jesus. Lord, I pray that today they say, Lord, I want to know you. Your Bible tells us, Lord, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. They shall be saved. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Father, move right now to only you can as we surrender to you. And Lord, I pray that they can find a Bible preaching, Bible teaching church to help them dis- disciple them, grow them, and mature them to walk according to your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the regeneration and the renewing of your spirit in our hearts and our minds. Daily continue to work in our, on us as you surrender and submit to your will, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us live. And those here at Zion, bless you. Thank you for joining us. And get to continue to know that Jesus loves you and so do I. Until we join again, God bless you and may he keep you.